Tuesday, the 10th of October. Welcome, welcome. Good to have you back here on the Plus. My name's Damon. It's good to see you all again. So many familiar names and faces already saying good morning and hello to each other in the chat. Good morning and hello, everyone. Not yet. Um, it is Fred Warner Appreciation Day. I hope you enjoyed the thumbnail. We all know what Fred's wallet says, but there's nothing else about him that actually says that. You know, he's not the kind of guy who is looking for attention. Fred Warner isn't someone who is experiencing a degree of really recognizable fame and wants to compound on it with a podcast. I'm looking at you, Micah Parsons. We're going to talk about you in just a second. But man, Fred Warner has just been everywhere this year. And like all things in football, you talk about the head coach, you talk about the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's doing things to make sure that we talk about him. We talk about the violence that this offense plays with. We talk about how 30 times, 30 points whenever you look up, all these times in a row is so impressive. And, and people respond to offensive football probably more than anything else. That's it's what we're here for. People like the bells and whistles and to score. I bet you a lot of people when they're playing Madden don't even bother playing defense. They just play like offense only options because offense is fun. Offense shouldn't be a grind. Offense shouldn't be a thankless task. Normally you do something offensively and you're thanked for it. So much of football happens on that defensive side of the ball. We don't spend nearly half the time concentrating on it, though. We're talking about it or valuing its importance, but man... There's a reason why the cliche isn't offense wins championships. Fred Warner's got 29 solo tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, and an interception so far this season, and it really feels like that this is the year that his name is being used on the lips of people who are important people when it comes to setting up end-of-year player award discussions and we still got 12 more games to go it's a long time before we're really narrowing in on who might be really qualified to be a defensive player of the year but you got to get into that clubhouse you know by now like you start seeing who will be in the conversation at the end of the year based on the starts that they've had. And I just don't know if anybody in football defensively is having a better start to the year than Fred Warner. He's doing everything, everything that is being asked of him by his head coach, by his defensive coordinator, by his teammates, and by a fan base has pretty much been check, 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 check. Fred does it all. He absolutely does it all. He is putting himself in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. Hey, you know, respect to Max Crosby, who last night did an awful lot to make sure, kind of bully his way into that conversation as well. And there's, you know, a few other players who are really outstanding defensive players, and Micah Parsons is one of them. He wasn't necessarily last week, but he is one of those guys. Look, it's year six for Fred. So he is at the prime of his career. This is, right now, as good as it's supposed to be for him. And it's been outstanding. I mean, is Fred Warner's in-game grade an A-plus five games in a row now? It'd be hard finding the play he got wrong, much less the game he didn't play well in. That's who he is. We're looking at an outstanding player at the peak of his powers, at the peak of his physical ability, right 
at the edge of knowing all there is to know as a pro. You've been in, this is your sixth year. You get the league by now. You know player tendencies. You know division opponents. You know the stadiums that you're walking in and out of. Like in year six, you're supposed to see the Matrix a little. And Fred sees the Matrix. Two Pro Bowls, two All-Pro nods. I think he's on the way to a third in both regards. And just what makes him so special is it's really hard to be good at everything. You know, a jack-of-all-trades linebacker eventually has fall-off when you start trying to make an argument that he's still really good over doing this as well. You know, normally when you get a linebacker who's got exemplary foot speed, you're going to sacrifice something from a strength standpoint or an ability to plug a hole standpoint, just endurance, some size, not with Fred. Fred Warner is built like a brick hit house, and he is fast as a wide receiver. He's got some physical attributes that really aren't supposed to be in the same human at the same time. Again, so you're going to have all the strength and the size that you need. Well, normally you're going to leave a little on the table from a foot speed standpoint, but nope, not Fred. Not Fred. Tackling ability, hitting ability, check, check. Now, speed. Okay, what kind of speed are we talking about? Because there's all sorts of speed on a football field. There is blowing up plays in the the backfield, which is going forward speed. There's the ability to drop back. There's sideline to sideline speed. How quickly can you go east to west as a linebacker just tracking a play in front of you and knowing when to find your angle of attack? Fred is trigonometry out there. His speed allows him to close the gap on just about anyone on the field, anywhere, in any direction. You're not supposed to be omnidirectional fast, but Fred is. He's got good hands. You know, if you, you, you put a little tip drill in front of Fred Warner, he might come down with that ball. He can sack a quarterback. He can plug a hole. He can stuff a run. He he can run with a 4-3 dude for 50 yards downfield. I mean, it's absurd to ask Fred Warner to defend slot receivers is a good way. How about this? Fred Warner is the matchup that offensive coordinators are hunting. You'd love to see a receiver on a linebacker, advantage receiver, unless the linebacker is Fred Warner. Guy's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. When you go back and you watch a game, if you do, if you're that kind of a sick puppy level of fan, again, I got to rewatch these things. Do you? If you're rewatching them, you're rewatching them for pure pleasure, baby. Well, get the pleasure that is watching a 49ers game. And I don't want you to watch anyone but Fred Warner. I basically rewatched that first half against the Dallas Cowboys, and I didn't watch or take my eyes off of Fred Warner once. If he was on camera, he was the only guy I was looking at. Unbelievable. I would love for you to be able to sit in front of a piece of paper with like a pen in your hand or a marker in your hand and just put a dot on the piece of paper wherever you think Fred Warner is and then just move the pen across the paper, wherever you think Fred Warner is going, you move your pen there. At the end of it, you're going to have abstract art. Fred Warner is everywhere. He is everywhere on a football field. 
He's making plays behind the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage, down from the line of scrimmage. He's making plays in the secondary. He's making plays on the sideline, in the middle of the field. He's doing everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like that movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He's interdimensional. I'm not trying to get too goofy on this guy, but really, watch him. Just watch him. It's breathless. You will you'll you'll just be saying like like here's the thing. I bet you right now you really appreciate Fred Warner. But you will not appreciate him until you just start watching him. Like you should. Watch Fred Warner on a football field. Just Fred Warner on a football field. Forget every other guy wearing a helmet. Just watch Fred Warner. It's a holy shit experience. Guys everywhere. And when you look at him, he's just got universal respect from everyone in the league, every media member, local, national. He's got universal respect from all of his teammates. He's got universal respect from his opponents, from opposing coaches. The jury has returned. This guy is a stud of the first degree. Old people, young people, living people, dead people, even like Fred Warner. This guy is just... You can't help but walk away being impressed with who he is if you actually went and talked to him. Very nice guy. BYU, kind of hat in hand, humble, very smiley. You know, some players, you walk up to them and you automatically get that he really doesn't want to talk to you vibe. That's not Fred. Fred, you can walk up to Fred with him standing in just his football pants at a locker, half naked, and he'll be like, hi, how you doing? Like, he's just a friendly guy. And then the game starts. And he starts ripping people's heads off. That's a captain, man. Here's to Fred Warner. Fred Warner Appreciation Day, everyone. Spread it with your family and someone that you love. Oh, and that's officially the sip of the day. That was that was a good one right there. That was the Fred Warner sip of the day. Meanwhile, I told you we would tell you a little bit about uh, Micah Parsons here on the show this afternoon. And Debo Samuel was doing his weekly hit that he does with Kay Adams. And basically, uh, look, I I honestly, I've never seen a defense give up 42 points and feel better about their prospects as the Dallas Cowboys Micah Parsons seems to like Micah Parsons just watched a game that got so out of pocket on him that, you know, Sam Darnold's out there taking 11 snaps. You know, uh, Micah Parsons is obviously not reading Matt Barrows because with 1355 left to play on Sunday, Matty writes, the only defensive starter on the field was Cleland Farrell at that point. When a team beats you so thoroughly they've got all the warriors out of the game in the fourth quarter you know steph clay draymond wiggins looney you guys sit over there like we got minutes for james wiseman tonight is is how badly the 49ers beat the cowboys but micah parsons is a podcast and look i'm never going to deny a player the opportunity to be interesting, but when you're trying to be interesting, you might step in it. And to me, Micah Parsons, just like, dude, you, 
You are individually a great player, but your football team just got its ass kicked so bad that you had to wear clown shoes on the way to the airport. So don't sit down and drop this like, I still think we're right there with the Niners. We're, we're, that, that game wasn't representative of what we are, what we do. You've lost three in a row and the beatings are getting worse, dude. Like, I mean, come on. Are, are, are we living in the same observable reality together here, Micah? Again, Debo Samuel with Kay Adams just has heard enough. And instead of no commenting, Debo basically just said, dude, you don't want to see us again. It might get worse if you see us again. I like it. I'm here for it. In the most bulletin board adverse sport in the world, to have guys talking smack to each other, give it to me. Give it to I love it. Give it to me. Give it to me, NFL. There is no sport where players intentionally say less about what they really think about opposing teams and teammates and players than in the sport of football because football is the one sport where how angry you might be at your opponent that day can actually help you. I mean, this is a look good, feel good, play good sport if there ever was one. And if you're feeling good, if you're feeling extra frisky, you might play extra frisky. So every coach, every player does everything they can all week long to dodge any question that might add some extra friskiness to the other locker room. Okay, guys. Chop it up. Chop it up. Again, you chopped it up so well that Sam Darnold's out there taking 11 snaps against you. You didn't chop it up much, Micah. But I understand you got a podcast to host, right? You got Jerry Jones, meanwhile, talking about how Dak Prescott, Dak, Dak Prescott's going to take us to a Super Bowl. What, like on a bus? Is he buying tickets? I love Jerry Jones talking about how great his team is on a Tuesday on Dallas radio after they just got deep pantsed on Sunday night football. That's great entertainment right there. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks to all involved. Thanks to the radio station that makes that happen. Thanks to Jerry. Thanks to the internet for capturing it and spreading it around everywhere. <coughs> Of course, Jerry has to say things like, yeah, I still think Dak is the guy to get us to a Super Bowl. What do they owe Dak? Like $56 million next year, whatever the number is. It's a big number if Dak is coming back next year. I think they can walk away at the end of this year, which might be half the reasons why Trey Lance was added because Trey Lance will be the backup to Cooper Rush once they say thanks for the memories, Dak. Dak did not play well. Did not play well on Sunday. And that's the kind of game he needs to win. You know, is Dak a pretty good regular season quarterback? Can he play well in a, against a team that is just another team? Yeah, he, he's good at that. What about the best of the best of the best of the best? It ain't good. <coughs> ah, I swear to God. I might as well smoke cigarettes the way that the smoker's cough is going through this house. Jack's got the whoop and cough. Ozzy's got it. Jillian's been coughing for a month. And now here it comes for me. This freaking world.
world's a pretty scary place these days. I shouldn't complain about my cough. Got a lot of people here in the chat. It is good to see you. Joseph is saying, hey, Damon, you sound better. Well, thank you. I'm glad I sound better. That's really good. Um, Warner and Greenlaw are sharks all over the middle of the field. Go sharks. They begin their quest for a Stanley Cup on Thursday. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Micah can't keep his mouth shut. He's constantly running out bulletin board material for the opposition. Well, again, this is what happens when you got a podcast. You know, unless you're Draymond Green, you probably shouldn't have a podcast as a player. But man, Fred Warner is special. And I'm glad you saw it too here because, man, True Blue Forever is like Max Crosby is a beast. He is. He is. If we wanted to talk about the single most valuable Raiders, here's the list right now. Allegiant Stadium, Max Crosby, everyone else behind the two of those. Those are the two most valuable assets in the entire bouquet of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Their practice facility is probably worth something, too. So the new revised list is Allegiant Stadium, Max Crosby, the practice facility, Devontae Adams, and then... That new chick that uh, was in Mark Davis's box the other night. She must be with him for true love. She's ridiculously lean. She She's in the circus. The Cirque du Soleil circus. That means she's flexible as well. Draw your own conclusions. That was a big win for the Raiders on Monday Night Football. That would have been the early breaking of the Josh McDaniel credibility back. I mean, they, they he needed that. They needed that. That that saved the early part of the Raiders season. I'm not saying that they can't scuttle this whole thing and screw it up, but the Raiders needed that one last night, and they got it. So congratulations, Raiders fans. It was kind of a fun game, fun ending. The 49ers are officially your Super Bowl favorites, boys and girls, sitting here on Tuesday with week five now officially in the books. The 49ers are your Super Bowl favorites. They've been that for the past few weeks, but it's growing. Right now, the 49ers, if you wanted them today, are 13-4 to four to win it all, followed by the Chiefs at 6-1. to one. The Eagles are at 15-2. to two. Then it's the Dolphins at 8-1. to one. So pretty interesting stuff. Through five weeks of football, it feels like uh, not only based on what we've seen, but based on what everybody's seen in the real football world, in the gambling football world, in all football worlds, people are looking at the Niners as the team out there to beat right now. That's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants through five weeks. He wants a healthy team, and the bicep injury on Aaron Banks isn't as bad as you could fear about a bicep injury, so that's good news. There's nothing kind of but good news around the 49ers. Got Mike. San Bruno Mike. Fred Warner might just be Neo in disguise. He he really might be. It's like he just got the, the, the Hall of Fame linebacker program. Just They put that needle right in the back of his head. and Now you know judo. Guy's been unbelievable. I really mean it. If, if you are the type of person... I'm not, you don't even have to watch the whole game. Just watch the first quarter. 
There's really not much out there because it was just three and out, three and out, three and out for the Dallas Cowboys. Just watch Fred Warner. Put the game on. If you're doing nothing tonight, you got nothing to do, and you got the game still on your DVR, just put it on and watch Fred Warner and light a joint and just sit back and enjoy the masterpiece. It's fantastic. God, he was awesome. In all of the great games that Fred Warner has played, Sunday night might be the best game he's ever played in the NFL. Guys, he's an apparition. He's everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Sporticus, he's a linebacker's linebacker. I always like that. He's a comedian's comedian. He's an artist's artist. He's a guitar player's guitar player. He's a chef's chef. He's a linebacker's linebacker. He is. He really is. He really is. You cannot help but have universal respect for that guy. Charlene. Charlene is after our own hearts here. We might have a new official woman of the plus to talk. Charlene getting funky with that all 22. You're right, Charlene. That is that's straight up football pornography. 49ers all 22. Charlene, she had it first. T from the 203 dropping a $15 super chat on the show today. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate that, T. Happy first day of NBA preseason action that we have today. No, hey, Warriors, uh, you must be talking Miami Heat because Warriors are already underway. They got underway this weekend. Uh, they got their next game, I think, Friday against the Lakers. I wrote it down. We'll, I'll, I'll double check that. But damn. Damn. Basketball's coming. We're two weeks away from opening night for the Warriors. Two weeks away. Clown Man. Clown Man says, Io, great show, Damon. Side note, Randy Gregory highlights, he is a fast beast. Add that to Fred, Bosa, Hufanga, etc. Dude, three weeks, that defensive line is just going to be punching dudes. Clown Man, I, you're right. I mean, the Niners played about as good of a defensive football game as you can play and they haven't even gotten their new toy out there to play with in Randy Gregory Nick J you know says uh pro football fuckery what is their formula for grades I I don't know like pro football focus it's sort of like a, a you know analytics for your general manager there's some interesting information in there but there's not enough to craft an entire game plan from it i don't know what fred warner's pro football focus grades are but if you watch with your own two eyes and you're giving him anything other than an a plus i don't think you know what football is like that guy's incredible absolutely incredible pern saying fred is a world class through and through Never taking that man for granted. And that's one of the things that is the goal of this channel, to make sure you're not taking things for granted. Enjoy things as they're happening. Stop worrying about the future that will show up to present itself to you, whether you worry about it or not. Like, don't worry about what's coming, because what's coming is going to get here. What you need to concentrate on is how much fun here is while you're here. Club Plus VIP seats next to uh, OB3. 
Uh, it was o- o- Odell Beckham, OB3, uh, what's QB3? Is that what a QB3? Is that, I don't know. Anyways, George Kittle, belated birthday. Was it George Kittle's birthday? I'm surprised he hasn't released an own commercial looking for more attention. I kid George Kittle. George loves the camera. I'm glad I saw that T from the 203. I'm over here in the chat earlier than I normally am, and I got to see your super chat. Thank you very, very much for the generosity and the love. Because that's a great way to come out and support the the station, the channel, whatever this is here on YouTube, uh, with a super chat. Really, really appreciate that. And then, of course, you can always take good care of me by taking good care of my sponsors. And my sponsors will take great care of you. Ike, for example, will serve you the most delicious sandwich you're going to have all week. Get yourself to Ike's for lunch. Have a delicious sandwich. I think I am going to have a Jamie Sirewich delivered to my house this afternoon because I haven't had one in about two weeks, and I like to eat an Ike sandwich eh, once every two weeks. I'm good for two Ikes a month. Easy. Easy. Two Ikes a month. Got to trim it down. I noticed the neck waddle. You know, I got to drop some pounds here. I'm a camera-facing talent. I got to look beautiful these days. But I need an Ike sandwich, and I'm going to get one today. You should get one today. There's your Ike's commercial. Get their sandwiches. They're delicious. End commercial. There you go. Let me tell you how you pay for these sandwiches. That's easy to do. If you are dripping in cash, and that's exactly what you are if you're following my pal Stefan over at BottomLineBets.com, and not only is Stefan there to give you handicapping, like Ike who serves love in sandwiches, Stefan is serving love in handicapping, and here's the love he has for you. Another free day. Another free day of handicapping. If you use the promo code Damon when you sign up for bottom line bets, you'll get a free day, a day that you can use between now and what Monday night football. So you want to go and start riding Stefan's hot hand for playoff baseball? You can do that. You want to save it till college football Saturday? You can do that. You want to save it to week six in the NFL and that slate coming to you on Sunday? You can do that too. Stefan, generous as he is, is giving away another free day of handicapping. Find out how good it is for yourself. Find out how good it is for yourself. Go to bottomlinebets.com. Use promo code Damon when you sign up for your free day of handicapping. You got another week with promo code Damon and Stefan's unbelievable generosity. Then where would you go to make that bet? Well, why not mybookie.ag? Use promo code Damon over there and you'll get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. It is international, which means when you sign up, make sure that your credit card has uh, uh, has uh, uh, been approved for international transactions. And boom, you're going to be underway in a fun way to play and make those bets that you can't do otherwise. So there you go. Um. The channel grows. It grows. I got a kind of a funny story before we hop right back into sports. So, you know, here I am 
really trying to establish myself as, uh, hey, you know, I was I was certainly a Niner authority on the radio. I'm not on the radio anymore. We're over here. So establishing myself as a Niner authority over here. Larry Kruger and I are doing all that quickly. Things are going well. There's no doubt about it. The station is growing. It's all looking good. I'm excited about it. Yesterday was the most watched day in the history of my channel. Was it 49ers wake up? Absolutely, that had something to do with it. Was it a big audience for the 11 a.m. show? Absolutely, that had something to do with it, too. But it isn't my coverage of the 49ers that made yesterday the most watched show, the most watched day in the history of this channel. So I can sit here doing great content that I prepare for and really grind out and, and, you know, doing some show prep to unearth, you know, unearth a fact that I will dazzle you with. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm doing God's work over here or hard work over here, but I do do some work to prepare to come and give you something that will illuminate you. So I do all this research on the 49ers and the Warriors and the Giants and all the stuff that we care about. I'm constantly digging into all that. Well, the number one most watched thing I've ever done on my channel wasn't any of that. It was me just saying, you know, the Shohei Otani guy is pretty good. Most watched video that I put up was about Shohei Otani. It got picked up over in Japan. Uh, YouTube is essentially a search engine. And so I happened to do a Shohei Otani video the same day where he goes out and hits two home runs, maybe his longest home run of the entire year. So everyone was like Googling him and they found me. I got big in Japan for a minute over there, right? We had Otani Tuesdays because, man, Otani was bringing us incredible attention. And it was great. It was it was great. But I was also like, God, the one thing I just happened to bring up after all the work that I'm putting into everything else is the one thing that I just happened to bring up is my most watched video. Well, did I get another piece of humble pie served to me? Because on Saturday, on Saturday afternoon, I'm in my backyard. I'm watching the Blue Angels fly over my house because it's Fleet Week in San Francisco. We got Ozzy in the backyard. Jack is with his grandparents down at Fleet Week. So it's just me, Jillian, Ozzy hanging out in the backyard. And we got these reusable plastic capsules, which are great little water balloons. They're reusable water balloons. Ozzy takes two two of these out of a bucket of water, smashes them on his head, and I just happened to be filming. It was adorable. Like, I sent the video to my mom, his grandma. I, I, sent, I sent the video to some family members. And then after Jillian, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to put this up on as a YouTube short. And, you know, it's just cute. It's adorable. It's, it's, it's cute. I, I, you know, maybe it'll get a couple of hundred views and then it'll go away. Like so many of the YouTube shorts I put up, it gets a couple of hundred views and then it's just never heard or seen from again. And that's exactly what happened. I put up the video of Ozzy on Saturday, gets a couple hundred views and then just goes away. And then out of nowhere, two days later, the YouTube algorithm comes for it and it's the first video a YouTube short of my two-year-old son breaking two water balloons, refillable water balloons on his head is my first video to eclipse 10,000 views. That's the greatest thing in the world. All the hard work that I'm putting into this gets completely demolished by my two-year-old and a bucket of water. That's 
If that's not your internet lesson of the day, I don't know what is. I love it. That's great. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, more Ozzy coming soon, apparently. Kid's a hit. All right, back to sports. Back to sports we go. Uh, buddy of mine, Kyle Madsen, a laid-off brethren of mine from 95.7 The Game, who's found work now hosting a radio show up in Sacramento. I'm very happy for Kyle. Kyle's also uh, a writer for Niners Wire. He does a really good job covering the 49ers. And he was breaking down some pretty interesting numbers about this defense. Um, <laughs> Yosarian, it just went by me. I, I didn't get to it fast enough, but he's like minutes for Wiseman should be the name of your post game show. When the Niners are just kicking ass minutes for Wiseman. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, okay. So with five games down, the 49ers are leading the NFL in point differential at plus 99. They have scored 99 more points than they have allowed. Here's what the top five looks like. The 49ers are plus 99. The Bills are plus 79. The Cowboys are plus 51. Remember, the Cowboys played just punching bags in the Giants, the Jets, and the uh, New England Patriots to inflate their stats a little bit. And then the 49ers hit them with a shaving cream pie, and they look like morons today. But, you know, math is still math. So the Cowboys are third at plus 51. Chiefs are at plus 48. The Dolphins are at plus 46. And if we're being completely honest, even with the humiliation of the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, and, and, and Cowboys are, you know, those are five good teams. But a quick, deep dive into San Francisco's first and second half splits really shows you how good they have been. And if you wanted to talk about how good the Niners have been from a point differential standpoint, again, the Niners' overall point differential still leads the league at plus 99, followed by the Bills at plus 79, followed by the Cowboys at plus 51. Followed by the 49ers defense in just the second half where they're plus 50. Followed by the 49ers defense in the first half where they're plus 49. Followed by the Chiefs who were plus 48. That's how good the 49ers have looked. They're skinning teams alive with overwhelming halves and quarters that these opponents just don't get up from. And as we stand here on October 10th, this glorious Tuesday, we've got like four major streaks that we're keeping track of, right? There's four major streaks right now with the 49ers. Um, they've won 15 straight regular season games, tied for the longest winning streak in 49ers history. They win in Cleveland. They've won 16 in a row. They've scored 30 or more points five times to start a season for the first time in franchise history. So there's a streak right there in just the vacuum of this season. But that's another streak going back to eight straight regular season games, which is their longest in franchise history of scoring at least 30 now in eight straight regular season games. And then you've got the Christian McCaffrey streak that is scoring a touchdown in 14 straight games, playoffs included. 
And then you got your Brock Purdy. He has not been beaten as a regular season starter streak going on. Uh, he is you know, 10 and 0 as a regular season starter. And that is the third longest winning streak in the history of these are my first 10 starts in the history of the league. It's the third longest. So, you know, pick the streak you like the most and pay attention to that. There's another way to enjoy the 49ers this season. It feels like there's a lot of way to enjoy the 49ers this season. Legends Pizza says, Damon, I'm not feeling good today. My weekend at Disneyland got me sick. I'm mean, seriously, you go out and you mill about society with a lot of people, you you, you get a little something. You just get the spilkis. What do we got here? Went to my annual Hot Wheels convention, and then the wife and I hit up Disneyland. A Hot Wheels convention? I have nothing snarky to say. I have nothing uh, uh, defamatory to say. I'm actually, you piqued my interest. I would, I would absolutely walk around a Hot Wheels convention for an hour. That's how much I liked Hot Wheels when I was a kid. I didn't even know they had Hot Wheels conventions. Douglas. Love your podcast, Mr. Bruce. Bang, bang, 49er game, Niner mob. Thank you, Douglas. I had not seen your name in here before. Hello and welcome. And I hope you click like and subscribe to the growing channel that is being dominated by my two-year-old son. Um. 49ers, speaking of two, their next two are out on the road, right? They're at Cleveland on Sunday, then at Minnesota the following Monday. Uh, that is uh, October 23rd, that Monday night. And just to let you know, as I've said, not only are the Niners off to an incredible start, which just that alone is good, not only off they are they off to an incredible start and healthy, which is extra good, they're healthy, off to an incredible start, and the way the league is breaking around them looks really good, too, including this. Including this. So you go to Minnesota on a Monday night, the number one guy you got to worry about is clearly Justin Jefferson, except the 49ers are not going to have to worry about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson has a hamstring that has landed him on IR. He will miss the next four weeks, meaning when the 49ers roll into the big Viking boat there on, on Monday Night Football, they're not going to be dealing with Justin Jefferson. That is a gift from the football gods to the 49ers. So that game just gets easier on that alone. By the way, the Vikings are going to be without Justin Jefferson when they play the Bears this week as well. And Adam Schefter, who not only was announcing that Jefferson was going on IR, he decided to twist the knife. But I got to put it up because I'm just so upset with the Bears. I'm I'm now into the public humiliation of the Chicago Bears. Minnesota plays the Bears this week without Justin Jefferson, who's got 5,396 career receiving yards in just 55 NFL games. That's more than any Bears receiver in their 100-year-plus history. The Bears' all-time leading receiver is Johnny Morris with 5,059. Johnny Morris hasn't played a football game since 1967. That is how completely 
limp dick the Chicago Bears have been offensively for the entirety of their career. The Chicago Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. God, they're frustrating. All right. All right. We will be hopping into Club Plus here in just a second. But first, a little baseball for you. I am still paying attention to a sport that doesn't deliver extra attention to the channel. But I just, I'm, what can I tell you? I like baseball. I apologize for nothing. Especially when Bruce Bochy is involved. Bruce Bochy is one win away from the American League Championship Series, everyone. The Texas Rangers are undefeated to this point in the postseason. And Nathan Avaldi goes for the sweep of the Baltimore Orioles tonight. By the way, these divisional series only being five-game series is, an, is, is atrocious. These should be seven-game series. But the only thing I can tell you about Bruce Bochy is that they're, you all know why we're all rooting for him. But him winning a World Series in the same season that the Giants fired Gabe Kapler, like that's just... That would be chef's kiss, would it not? That's that's the whole world telling you that it laughs when you're making plans. That's the universe talking about lessons the Giants apparently did not learn, even though they were lessons that they were teaching with Bruce Bochy. And look, Bruce's last few years with the Giants weren't great, but it wasn't Bruce's fault. It was Bobby Evans not stocking that team. So anyhow, Bruce Bochy is nine innings of winning baseball away from the ALCS. Go, Boach. Mm, Sanchi. Astros and Twins this afternoon. That series is tied at one. Monday night, while you might have been watching uh, little Raiders and Packers, the Braves evened up their series with the Phillies in dramatic fashion, doubling up Bryce Harper over at first base at a great catch on the outfield wall. And the Doyers are one loss away from being swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Again, that's why, you know, with more than A.J. Pollock, maybe the Giants could have snuck in this. Anyway, they didn't. Diamondbacks did. And the Diamondbacks are a win away from the National League Championship Series. Both NL Series resume in their new stadiums, in their new venues on Wednesday. It is, hold on, I got to look this up. Here it is. Dunce boy. It's hockey season. Dunce boy. I know he retired. Dunce boy. I know he's not a shark. Dunce boy. I know he's no longer an avalanche. Dunce boy. I know he's no longer a Kraken, but the Kraken do play... And we got hockey again, Donskoy. which is always going to make me think of Jonas Donskoy, the single greatest hockey player ever born, ever lived, ever played. Uh, it is hockey season. It is opening night. Three games across ESPN. Connor Bedard making his debut with the Blackhawks tonight. Number one pick in the draft. The Sharks join the season on Thursday when they host the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights play the Kraken tonight um, as they begin defense of Lord Stanley's Cup. So let's go. Sure. Little hockey season. That's great. By the way, it wouldn't it be wouldn't it be really uh, a smart thing to do for the NBA to take notice that uh you know these hockey players need more rest throughout the year than we even do because hockey's like an actual collision sport 
you know, we, we do have a contact sport, but if you looked at somebody in the NBA as hard as hockey players look at each other, you would be suspended for 15 games. So, um, Hockey is a billion times more physical than basketball could ever claim to be. And to make sure that players aren't taking nights off night after night after night after night, they decided we're going we're gonna to make the season longer. How come, how come the NBA is not starting tonight as well? Why is the NBA waiting two more weeks to get the show on the road? You need more time in your season. The only way to get more time is to start earlier or go later. Like I figured this all out and I'm not a math major. I, I can't believe that they're not starting the year earlier. But they aren't. Two weeks still until opening night between the Warriors and the Suns at Chase Center. But hockey season gets going tonight. Warriors preseason continues Friday in Los Angeles. Then they got the Kings after that. And two weeks from now, it's basketball season. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Um, What do we got? It's, it's, is it the night? Is that the, the night that um, it's the night after? What, the 49ers play the Vikings on Monday Night Football? That'll be a fun week, right? Before we uh, jump into Club Plus here, I'm going to wrap up with one more thing because it's too bad that college football's only really motivating factor this day is money. How to make money, how to make more money, how to save a little bit of money. Um, and it's too bad that Fresno State needs the money because if I were Fresno State, now would be the awesome time to turn around to Stanford and UCLA and say, you know what? Go screw yourselves. I saw Josh Dubow, uh, the Associated Press report that the Fresno State Bulldogs will be benefiting from the Stanford-UCLA conference move out of the Pac-12 by getting both teams to come to Fresno for the first time ever. Why would Stanford and UCLA never play Fresno? Well, Fresno was beneath them, right? So Fresno State has been wanting to play Stanford and UCLA forever. Come to our come, come to the Valley for a game. Give us a home and home. And these Pac-12, former Pac-12, soon to be former Pac-12 snobs always said, no, 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 no. So why now? Why would they play Fresno State now? You know why? To save money on travel since they're going to be save they're going to be spending so much money traveling through their Big 10 schedule. Now going to a game at Fresno State doesn't look so bad. I wish the Bulldogs would just be like, "You know what? Go screw. You don't you know, we're not, we don't even want your game anymore." But there you go. An unintended consequence of the Pac-12 crumbling is UCLA and Stanford looking for cheaper travel, therefore game scheduled. Stanford visits the Valley in 2028 and hosts Fresno State in 2029 with UCLA visiting in 2032 and hosting on Thanksgiving weekend in 2024. I seriously hate that college football has said, you know what, we're going to take Everything you've ever, everything we ever sold you about the importance of tradition vanishes because of money. And now, as a matter of fact, we are going to provide you with matchups we never provided you with in the attempt to save money. God, I hate the way that money is the only motivator in that sport right now. It's gross.
And that's all the time we have here, kids. I told you I'd never waste your time, never for a minute, never for a heartbeat, never for a second, never for a show. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for doing so. If you're not subscribing to that podcast, please do. If you're not subscribing to this channel, please do. If you haven't hit that like button, please do. If you haven't hit notify, please do. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.